Welcome to Bold Faith with Courage Molina, a place where you get empowered and equipped to be who God has called you to be, do what God has called you to do, and go after everything he said you can have without hesitation or apology. Let's go. What's up? It feels so good to be back in, I feel like the podcast studio. Um, thank you for rocking with me. I know y'all see we got this whole new system set up and we're dropping two, um, two episodes a week. And so I hope y'all love that because I, I think this is going to be amazing. It's a great way for me to, um, share the gospel, the word of God from church on Saturday and to have the conversations because, I love the word and I love talking to y'all about the word, um, but also to the end that your lives would be changed and that you would go out and do the great things that God has called you to do, that he's placed in your heart for you to do. So I'm glad that y'all are still rocking with me. I know I mistreat y'all. I don't show up. I leave y'all hanging, leave y'all on red. I apologize. I'm not going to be like that. Um, I'm going to be here every week. You know, you can trust me. I know it doesn't seem like it, but you can. I promise. I love y'all. And I've missed y'all. If you've missed me, screenshot this, share it on Instagram, um, at me, at Courage Molina, or use the hashtag Bold Faith Podcast. All right, so let's get into today's episode. It's the new year, um, you know, and I want to share with y'all my goals. I typically don't have so many goals, or at least I wait. Um, let me say this. I might have I have 12 goals that I'm going to share with you. And I might have 12 goals, but the truth is I'm not necessarily working on all 12 goals at the same time, right? I'm not working on all 12 goals at the same time. Some goals I'll be working on throughout the year. Some of them I'll be working on the first quarter and kind of getting them out of the way. Some of them are habit goals. So there are 12, um, and, but I'm going to share with you what they are and um what it is I plan to do to accomplish them so and there are no particular order um they just I just wrote them out goal number one is to weigh 165 pounds by my birthday 12 23 23 and uh, that's about a 60 pound weight loss it's been a minute since I've had like a serious weight loss goal and I'm on a plan and I got something, I'm going to be doing something. And so I've decided to go with Weight Watchers. Weight Watchers is the plan that I've used before. It is, in my opinion, it's the only one that has worked for me. There are lots of others. It's one that makes me feel like I'm in control. Once I get into the swing of it, I feel like it's something that I could do for my life, especially in this mindset that I'm in. And it's changed a lot too. So it kind of fits more into the lifestyle that I would like to develop. And my taste buds, it's not necessarily there. Like sometimes your girl just wants some fried cheese curds. You feel me? <laughs> but every time I don't feel good. And if you guys have been following me, then you know I have this like fantasy life of being plant-based or at the very least, like, yeah, my my top fantasy life is being plant-based. And I just look at all the people who are and all the great things that they say. There's this lady I follow. She's like 70. Oh my gosh, she looks so good, y'all. You understand what I'm saying? And so um, Weight Watchers would support that. I like a system. I need a system, something that I can check things off. I get that 
you know, it may not work for everybody, but for me, I feel good when I know I'm on a system like, oh, I'm going to walk 5,000 steps today or, oh, I'm going to whatever, whatever my weight is at the time, I feel good about it knowing that I'm planning on doing something about it because I'm, I got a system that I'm using and I like systems just in general, in case you guys can't tell, you'll definitely know it by the end of this podcast that I love systems. Goal number one, I'm super excited about it. I'm telling y'all, but I haven't really told a lot of people. <laughs> like, that's funny. But I haven't really told a lot of people. I'm telling y'all. But I think I'm going to get more vocal. There's a fear about sharing a weight loss goal. One, that people will police you. But um, I'm direct enough in this season of my life where I'm going to tell you, don't worry about what's on my plate. Worry about what's on your mama plate. Do you know what I mean? Um, and there's this fear of like, what if I fail, right? Then the world's be watching me fail. The truth is I don't have that many downloads and I don't have that many subscribers. So it's not the world. It's a bit of an exaggeration. Do you know what I'm saying? The other part is people are more consumed in what they're doing than holding on and remembering something that you didn't succeed at. So I just kind of got to get over myself in that. Um, and I truly believe that sharing the journey is going to help to encourage and inspire someone else, maybe not in weight loss, but in some other goal that they've been struggling with. My second goal, so first goal number one, weigh 165 pounds by my birthday. Second goal is to um, have a better mental and emotional health. Last year, I dealt a lot with anxiety, especially travel anxiety, anxiety around getting sick. I would have these um, episodes be nervous. I would have get nauseous. My pulse would increase. I would have vomiting, diarrhea, just a lot. And I've been going to therapy for over a year now for probably, I think like a year and a half. And so much has changed. I don't have that same level of travel anxiety. I travel, I'm traveling for fun. doesn't take me as much. I'm actually starting to get out more in my day-to-day for fun to like just, oh, I want to go to a new place. I want to try something new out. I'm going to go. I'm not consumed with this idea that I might get sick at any moment and die. So, which was a real thing for me. So I want to continue with that journey. I want to like, this is the longest I've ever gone to therapy consistently. And also the greatest um, improvement that I've seen in my mental and emotional health. But baby, we not done. <laughs> there is still so many things that keep me from showing up uh, fully, believe it or not. And things that, you know, can sometimes keep me up at night or songs, negative thinking, negative thoughts that swirl in my head. And I know that we will all have moments of doubt and things like that, but I want to reduce my moments all the way down as far as is humanly possible doing the things that I can do. And so that for me, um, how am I going to improve my mental and emotional health? I'm going to have 26 therapy sessions this year. I'm going to go every other week. As soon as one is done, I'm going to go ahead and make the appointment for the next one. I'm not going to be waiting and saying, oh, well, let me call you back. Let me make an appointment. Nope. Um, my goal is to have a better mental and emotional health. And I'm going to do that by having 26 therapy sessions and doing whatever she tells me to do, which I do now anyway. I'm a little slow to do it, if I'm honest. Sometimes I'm resistant because what she's telling me to do is not natural, but what's natural to me is has got me here. And sometimes 
you know, you can have something that is unhealthy, that is toxic, that is dysfunctional, but it's all you know, so it seems normal to you. And so I'm going to be quicker to do what the, the activity she gave me. I'm not going to be waiting weeks and weeks to do it, you know, which is kind of how I did last year. So I'm going to do my therapy sessions. I'm going to do 26 this year and do what she's telling me to do. That's that's what I'm going to do. Um, goal number three is to have $12,000 in my personal savings by the 12, 31, 23, by the end of the year, I want to have saved up $12,000, meaning I didn't just save it up for a little bit. And then I used it like, oh, I got to 4,000. Let me pull out a little bit for this. I'm not saving up for a, a rainy day. I'm not saving up for if something comes up or an emergency, I don't want to save up for that. I just feel like I want to have $12,000 sitting in the bank. And I know before y'all are like, oh, well, you could put that, you can invest that. Before I can invest it, can we see if I could just save it? I think it's more an exercise of seeing money and holding on to it. I think that is where God is leading me to, like developing me. It's okay for you to see money, have money and not spend it. Um, I feel like when you grow up and and not even like just as a kid, but as a, an adult, I'm saying girl, I'm 42. So I've lived more than 20 years as an adult. So I'm not even talking about like my childhood. I mean, my young adulthood, you strive to make a certain amount of money. You start making that money and you can't let that money sit. You know, it's got to go somewhere. It's got to go to a car. It's got to go to um, a home or something like something. It's got to go to something. At least that's how I was. I just, I don't want that. I want to be able to save it and hold it and just see it and not use it and not spend it and not get any you know, cockamamie ideas, you know, no tomfoolery, no poppycock ideas just coming out of the, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to do it. I just want to hold on to it. And so that's my goal. How am I going to accomplish this goal? A budget. I've actually already started this one and I'm going to live on 70%, which to me seems like such a small amount, which really is 60% because y'all know I'm giving 10% to the church. So now I'm living on six, 60%. So, so the goal is to have a budget, live on 60% or this is how I'm going to reach the goal and um, and not touch it, not think about it. If I need to borrow, I'm going to borrow from somebody else before I borrow from myself. And I know that that seems crazy, but the truth is if you loan me money, I'm going to give it back to you as soon as possible. If I loan me money, I never have to pay myself back. I haven't gotten to a mindset where I have to pay myself back the way I would pay someone else back. It's just not a thing for me. Goal number four is to declutter and organize every room. We have all these rooms. We only have one kid living with us now and she'll probably be moving out. Not probably. She'll be moving out this year. And we have all these rooms, but baby, these rooms just got stuff in it. I'm just looking. Y'all can't see me. But I'm just looking over there at this other room that I can't see into but it's just got boxes in there. Um, I've broken down all of the boxes that were empty. Get a ton of boxes, Amazon, right? For the holidays. Um, I also had the launch at the end of the year. So I just was ordering a ton of stuff. Things were coming for everywhere for all these reasons. Lots of boxes. Broke those down, got those out of there. Now there are just boxes and stuff in that room. It just is a mess. And it's not a room that anybody uses. It does not interfere, but I just don't like it. I've gotten to a place where I just, I want to be able to walk in every room and love it, whether it's empty or whether it's being used for a purpose. So my goal is to declutter and organize every room by July 31st. 
actually, that one's not an end of the year goal. I want to have it done by July 31st. What am I going to do? I am going to go through, choose one room, throw out and give away everything in the room that we're not going to keep. And then I'm going to hire help for each room as needed. So what does that look like? So I, there needs to be like an organizational system. That's kind of the problem. I can go into a room, I can clean it up, I can throw stuff out, but it just gets right back to being a mess. My mail goes right back to being a mess. The kitchen goes right back to being a mess. Why? Because there's not really an organizational system. We don't have a system for the things where things are going to go. Like, I just don't have a system. I can clean it and I can declutter it, but just give it a little bit of time. It's going to go right back to it. So I need for somebody to come in and help me. Somebody has it as a gift. It's not me. Somebody has it as a gift and it's going to bring somebody joy to do it. It's not going to necessarily bring me joy to do it. It will bring me joy to have done doing it. Nah, not bringing me joy. Okay. Um. So I'm going to bring somebody in so that I can get help. And I'm just going to do one room at a time. I've already decided I'm starting with the room across the hall because it is the room that has the most junk in it. It kind of became a holding room because it's out of the way. When people come in the house, you don't get to see it because there's a door there. Even when they go to the bathroom, they still don't see it. They have to like kind of be looking in there to really see that. So getting rid of that. What else? Um, goal number five is to have a close relationship with my husband. We have been married for 21 years and a lifelong relation. We've been together for 26. So lifelong relationships, they take a lot of work. And it's so easy when you have kids or when you work, you have a schedule, you're kind of doing your own thing. It's really easy to get disconnected. And if you're not careful, that disconnection can kind of form a wall, which is what we're dealing with. If there, I feel Maybe he doesn't feel this way. But I'm just telling you all our business. I feel like there's this wall there. And um, I just want to be intentional about reconnecting. We work Um, you know, I want to be able to reconnect and I want to be able to, um, I don't know, like, I, first of all, I don't even know what it's like to be married and not be dealing with like other people, like kids and things like that. I just, I don't even know what that's like. We've only been, um, we're not even really empty nesters, but we're pretty close. We've only been empty nesters for a short amount of time. And I just think we're just so used to like, just going through the motion kind of that we've just kind of lost this connection. And because it's not, because the only time it's a problem is when I bring it up, it's not really a problem unless I bring it up. And I bring it up every weekend, y'all. So every weekend I'm bringing it up. <laughs> so it's a problem every dang weekend right? Um, but truth be told, if I didn't bring it up, it wouldn't re really be a problem. We would just kind of live in these separate spaces. And I just don't want that. I'm 42. I don't want that for the rest of my life. I don't want that. And I plan on being married to him for the rest of my life. So goal number five, close relationship with Mike. What does that look like? It looks like bi-weekly dates, not bi-weekly, bi-monthly. Oh, we couldn't have two dates. We, we just don't have that kind of time, really. And we like to chill a lot, like not do a lot of stuff. So going on two dates a month, 
um, doing a monthly staycation at home. There is nothing my husband loves more than busting a chill. I don't mind it. I mean, I enjoy it. I just don't want it to be the only thing that we do. Like, I feel like we do that well. I could probably step it up a notch um, and have like specialty snacks and things like that, have like some type of theme. That way I can be excited. He doesn't need a theme to be excited. Listen, I just want to tell you about my goals, but I just want to tell y'all this one little thing right here. This is what I, this is what has worked in my marriage. Um, is that there are some things that are great for him that literally do not matter to me, or they're just okay. And there are way more things, I think, that get me excited than like he doesn't need them. It doesn't take away for me for a staycation at home. I want to know like we're going to be watching movies all day or we're going to be watching a show all day. And I want to know what kind of snacks we're going to be eating. And I want us to have cutesy snacks. And I want even if we're not going to put it on Instagram and he's not a huge fan, even if we're not going to put it on Instagram, I want it to be Instagrammable in my mind. If we're doing something for Valentine's Day and it's a staycation, I want it to be pink and red and I want it to be heart shaped. I already got a recipe for a little heart shaped thing. I can't wait to make for us. Do you know what I mean? Like. That's a big deal to me, even though it's not a big deal to him. So in order to improve my or to increase my enjoyment of the chill days, I'm just going to plan for them because I know that he loves them. He's always down for them. So get some themed monthly staycations at home. Um, I want us to do four day trips this this year, two weekend, two weekend getaways and one week long trip. I think by doing these things, right? that we will have a closer relationship by the end of the year. Goal number six is to have 12 on-time payments for all my bills. Last year, lots of bills got paid late. And it's not because I didn't have the money. It's because I don't have a system. Because I'm not opening up the mail. Because I ain't really thinking about it. I used to open up the mail. It's funny, when I didn't have any money, to pay the bills when I quit my job and I ain't have no money. I was opening up those bills like I thought somebody was sending me a check, even though I knew they were not. But it's like I needed to see, I was probably just feeding my worry and my fear actually, but it's like I needed to see how much they were. I needed to see, I needed to see. And then I stopped opening them, right? And so now I'm kind of still in that space, but guess what? We have the money to pay them. So it makes no sense for me to forget it makes, first of all, this is how bad it is. The lights went out one day, like in the middle of the day. And my husband calls me up. I wasn't home. I don't know where I was. I was out of town. And he was like, the lights are out. Did you pay the light bill? And I was like, oh, I don't know. Let me check. And so then I checked. I had paid the light bill, but the lights were out. There was an outage. Let me tell you what that's the problem. It is a problem if your lights go out. And you don't know if it's an outage or if your lights have been turned off. It's one thing for your lights to get turned off. You can't afford to pay your light bill. Cool. Um, okay, I understand it. It's another thing for you to have money in the bank where you can pay your light bill for your lights to go out and for you to be unsure if the reason is for a past due bill or because there's an outage. That that type of stuff or paying more. There was a... Um, card I mean I disputed it or whatever there was a card that had like a hundred and eighty dollars worth of um late payment fees or whatever late payment but the actual balance was like less than a hundred dollars why because I never paid the bill the bill came in I don't know where it went I lost it whatever I was like uh, I need you to take these fees off I will pay the balance but that is just ridiculous that type of just it's not okay 
it's just not okay. So I don't want to live like that anymore. I want to have 12 on-time payments, all my bills, big bills, small bills, Hulu, Netflix, everything. Um, so what am I going to do? How am I going to accomplish this goal? Well, I have a bill account that I've opened up and all of the money for the bills will go into that account. It's not for spending. It's not for getting my hair done, get my nails done, get my new glasses, my lashes. It's not for any of that. Um, it's not for those things, right? It's not even for date night, honestly. It's just for the bills. And so um, I have that one account and I set up auto draft for everything. There, If there's anything that's left, I will find it. And then this month, by the end of January, I will have found anything that's not on auto draft because I'm opening up all the bills and I'm putting everything on auto draft. And that is how I'm going to get 12 on-time payments for all my bills through auto draft, right? Goal number seven, to have a close relationship with my family. And that is my husband and my children is what I'm thinking about when I say that. And I'm just going to do monthly activities with whoever is available because my kids are ages 26, 22, and 20 at the time of this recording um, and two live outside the home. One technically lives here, but definitely, um, you know, Micah just be doing whatever, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so because of that, it's hard to get them all in the same place at the same time, even on holidays. And I don't want to rely on holidays. So instead of trying to like force everybody at the same time to be here at the same time, I'm just going to pick a day of the month. I'm going to do the best I can to make it on a day where everybody can show up. And I'm going to be like, hey, guys, this is what we're doing. This is the day we're doing it on. Who can come? Who can join? And pay for it. That's another way you get these kids to show up. You pay for it. You're going to feed them. And you're going to pay for it, they definitely come in. Um, try to get them involved in like asking them what are some things that they think they want to do, something they thought about, a place, a restaurant they'd like to go to um, so that we can go to that and, um, you know, pay for it. But I'm going to plan it. I'd like to do um, one a month, especially in the months where there's no like holiday, where there's no like, oh, there's nobody's birthday this month or anything. So they're not even going to be trying to you know, get together or whatever. Um, but that's really important to me. I think that just like with my husband, it's just so easy to, you know, not be intentional about spending time with your adult kids. It's just so easy because they have their own life and they work in and they got jobs where they're not off on a weekend and they're not necessarily off for holidays and stuff like that. They're just kind of doing their own thing and everybody's got their own schedule. It's not like when they were kids and you knew they were going to be off during Christmas break or you knew they were going to be off for the summer. It's just very random. We can't even do like family trips like we could have, you know, when they were younger. And so I just know that it's so easy to you know, get through three, six, three to six months without having hung out and seen them and just had fun with them. So I'd like to do that monthly. Um, I'd also like, so that's goal number seven. Goal number eight is um, a solo staycation. I've been wanting to do one. I haven't done one, but I want to do a solo staycation, just two nights in town. Like, I don't know when, but two nights in Charlotte, um, I want to do two nights in Charlotte because, um, you know, if my husband, I know it's not solo if my husband shows up, but if my husband should want to show up, he will have a key. He will be able to, it will be fine. Um, but I want to do two nights in town 
maybe at like a spa resort, maybe I'll do it at the Valentine. I don't know, but I want to be somewhere for two days, not dealing with the dogs or the cats or packages or just the things that are in my home that I'm looking at just being able to, you know, veg out for two days or whatever. Solo staycation. Just want to do one. Um, so how am I going to do that? I'm going to plan it. I'm going to choose a hotel. I'm going to choose a boutique or something. And then I'm just going to book it. You know, well, I'm about to talk to my husband. I'll talk to my husband, but then I'm just going to book it. Number nine, I'm going to like to have 50 women enrolled in CDM, which is Courageous Disciples Membership. It's a membership program. I'd like to have 50 women enrolled in CDM by the end of the year, by 1231, 23. And um, that's a little bit more than double, I think. Actually, I think there might be 25 women in the program right now. And so to get to 50, there's always some monthly attrition. One or two women leave, even when I get one or two new women in. And so I'd like to get to 50 active members. Um, and that kind of goes along the same lines. I actually put these all together because I'm going to make this just one goal. And so the one goal is to double everything. So that's really, so that's really goal number nine. I just didn't write it down that way. Goal number nine is really to double everything, double the number of women enrolled in Courageous Disciples membership, to double the number of IG followers um, to 5,000, double the number of email subscribers to 1,000, double the YouTube um, subscribers to 1.5 thousand, so 1,500. Now, how am I going to double everything? I'm going to show up consistently. I'm actually going to pitch because I think it's important for me to get on other people's platforms so that other groups of people can get to know me. I'm also going to promote the things that I have on a consistent basis, and I'm going to optimize the strategies that I already know I should be doing, like optimizing my YouTube channel, promoting the podcast, sharing it, getting interviews, getting people to be on the podcast. It's another great way to kind of grow your reach. And so I want to have everything doubled by the end of the year, 123. That's goal number nine. Goal number 10. Oh, this is, they're all exciting. Uh, I want to journal through the entire Bible for marriage specifically. Um, I love marriage. I love being a wife. Um, I think it, I think marriage is a beautiful thing. I think being a wife is a superpower. I think you don't know how um, selfish you are until you get married. I just don't think that we know how selfish we are until we get married. Cause a lot of the things that I experience in my marriage, as far as like being annoyed, it's because something's not happening the way I want them to, the way I think they should happen in my time frame, in my manner. Is, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not married to myself. I'm married to a grown man who has his own thoughts and his own opinions and his own way and time frame and tempo. And it was just, it ain't the same as mine. <laughs> and so I'm always encouraging women and always, um, you know, exhorting women in their marriage. And so I think it would be great to journal through the entire Bible for marriage. Um, specifically with, with a focus on marriage and relationships and how these principles and wisdom, what does that look like, look like in a marriage? What does that look like in the life of a wife? How am I going to accomplish this goal? 
Well, I actually need to create a, I need to create a study schedule. Um, I need to create a study schedule because I'm a pastor and I pastor a church full-time. I'm a church plant. And so in addition to um, preaching and teaching the word of God every week, I also am responsible for like a team, building a team and setting the foundation of this church, um, pushing out the message and purpose that God has assigned to this church and connecting with other people and ministries and all of those things. So I have that full thing that I am responsible for. Um, and we're studying Acts, the book of Acts. So I'm my spend my study time studying the book of Acts. Now I will give you this one caveat, right? Even though I'm teaching Acts for the church, I'm studying Acts for myself. It's why I'm teaching. The reason I've decided to teach Acts for the first 28 weeks of the year is because I'm studying the book of Acts for myself. You understand what I'm saying? Um, in addition to that, I have CD1 and CD2, Courageous Discipleship 1, Courageous Discipleship 2. It's different from the membership. The membership is included, um, but they have very specific text that they are studying um, in the Bible. And so whenever I run that for the first 12 weeks, I am reading and studying the same thing they're reading and studying so that I can get a, uh, so I can get fresh insight for our conversations and things like that in order to balance like studying X for myself and CD1 and CD2, and then adding this on as a thing that I want to do um, to kind of grow I'm going to grow my faith in this area, grow my knowledge. I want to get additional insight um, into this area. And so I got to have some type of study schedule. That's what I have to create. I don't know what it's going to look like yet, but before this month is up, I need to create a study schedule. In my mind, I feel like I will use the, um, that I will use a Bible reading plan, that I would use a Bible reading plan to, um, to decide like what I'm going to read so that I'm journaling through the entire thing and I'm not missing it. Um, I'm reading the chronological, I'm reading the Bible in chronological order. We started last year on the YouTube channel. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Bold Faith Church, Bold Faith Community Church on YouTube. Um, or you can search for Courage Molina on YouTube and it'll pop up either way. But I've been reading the Bible every day in chronological order it would it would have been great if I had thought about this before to like go back after I'm done reading to them and go through those chapters and like journal anything that comes up about like marriage. So it's not really a study. It's a journal. So it's like it's like step one. It's like surveying the land. And then once I go through this year and survey the land, then I can go back and uh, devise a more comprehensive study maybe in 2024 but this is like surveying the land um but, so it's a great goal journal through entire bible for marriage specifically um but I, I have to create a study schedule i have to create a study schedule um in order to get it done right goal number 11 is um travel to new places travel to two, one, two, two new places for fun. Now I'm going to Ohio. I've been to Ohio, but that's not a new place. Columbus is technically new because I was in Cleveland, but I'm going to Ohio next month to see my best friend, Erica. She done in 40 and it's going to be so great. And I'm also going to Seattle, Washington in April 
Um, it is the culmination of WIML, Women in Ministry Leadership. It's an immersion program that I'm in, and their summit is in April. And so that's a place I've never been. But I'm not traveling there for fun. So unless I extend my trip there and my husband comes to join me or my friends join me there and I extend my trip, then it doesn't count. Okay. It just doesn't count. I want to go to two new places just for fun. I'll probably go to some places for like speaking and working. And I love speaking and working, but I mean, just like two fun trips just for fun, just for like, oh, we here to have fun type of trips, you know? Um, what am I going to do to make sure, how am I going to accomplish that? Well, um, I've already chosen one location because my husband wants to go to Las Vegas. So now I just need to plan it, um, set the dates for it. Let me give y'all a little tip because one of the things that I do is I just, once the date and the location is chosen, I book the flight. I book the flight. If I book the flight, I feel like that takes up most of the, you know, whatever it is I feel about planning a trip and going somewhere. It's like, okay, once you get, once you can get there, then all you're doing is like putting aside money so you can do something while you're there. Like, where am I going to stay? You know, Uber is such a great thing. Now you can just be Ubering around places. Or if you choose a touristy place, you can get to places. Or if you choose a remote place, you ain't going to places. Do you know what I mean? So it's just about choosing the location and then booking the flight, you know? choosing the location and then booking the flight. So that's what I need to do. I have one location. I think I might go to Bali this year. I really want to um, book a net flight. That just makes my stomach hurt a little bit, but booking the flight. And then last but not least, my 12th goal of the year is to develop one new spiritual discipline, um, to start practicing one new spiritual discipline. It's going to be fasting. I can tell y'all that right now. It's going to be fasting. I've already decided what it's going to be. And um, how am I going to develop this practice? Well, I'm going to fast on schedule. I know that doesn't seem spiritual to you. I know that it doesn't seem like whatever. But if you're just waiting for the spirit, I mean, me, I don't know about you. Maybe you, you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe a different type of person than me. <laughs> but as for me, sitting around like, I'm going to wait for the spirit to move me to fast do you know what that means? It means that I have to be in a very hard place, have to be in a very difficult place, has to be a lot of sadness going on, has to be some despair. That's what it takes me up until this point in my life to be like, oh, I'm going to fast for this amount of time. I, I was going through something. I was desperate for something. I don't want that. I don't want to bring that to my life for my fasting game to tighten up. Um, the Lord says, the word of God says, when you fast, and it, so that implies that you're going to be fasting. I don't want to wait for disaster to decide to push away my plate. You know, I want to develop, you know, um, this discipline of fasting. And so I'm going to create some type of schedule. That's just how I, that's how my brain works. That's how I work. And during my times of fasting, I will be praying for something, believing God for something. I may even have to pray before I know the fast is coming up so I can kind of get focused on what I'm fasting for. I don't want to be, I no longer, let me not even go there. Let me say this. I'm becoming a woman who uses 
everything that God has given her so that she can walk out the life that he has promised her. There are so many things that we have access to, prayer, fasting, Holy Spirit, uh, community, the word of God, worship, praise. There are so many rest. There are so many tools and things that we have that God has given us. He has gifted us with so that we could live out a life that he purposed for us, a life of abundance, um, of peace, of joy. Do you know what I mean? And I know that there are areas of my life where I don't have it. So um, I'm going to start using the things that he's given me. And one of those things is the spiritual discipline of fasting. I need to put it on the schedule because it's not natural to me. It's something supernatural, right? It's not natural to me. And without it being scheduled, I'm not going to do it unless something is wrong. And I don't want that. I want to be fasting for the great things that I want above and beyond my needs or my um, beyond a dire situation. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be praying to pay my bills. I don't want to be fasting and praying to pay my bills. Okay. If something happens, I will fast and pray to pay my bills. Right. I don't want that though. I want to get into the habit of fasting and praying for my dream home, fasting and praying for divine insight, fasting and praying for the salvation of my children and my spouse, fasting and praying for miraculous heat. Like you see what I'm saying? Like, so I'm I'm fasting and praying for miraculous healing for somebody else. You know, that's a dire situation. I want to also be fasting and praying for the greatest things that I want. Insight, um, acceleration, bumper crops, um, multiplication, exponential growth, um, avoiding pain. And stuff. like, I want to be praying for, abundance above and beyond just like the norm if I'm honest I want I'm not there but I'd like to get to that place where those are my 12 goals I have goals for my health both mental and um, physical and spiritual right and financial I have goals for the health of my body, my mind, my spirit, my soul. I have goals for the work that I do, the actual work, right? Having um, the business that I have, the um, discipleship program and, and things like that. I also have goals for growing in my faith and I have goals for growing in relationships. I want you to see that my goals are not all just in one area. They're not all work goals. That's another reason I wanted to share them with you. They're not all work goals or goals related to like, these hard and fast things, I think we miss an opportunity to set goals for every area of our life. And then when we look back, we're like, dang, these things not popping. Well, the reason those things are popping is because you're intentional about them. So I want to encourage you to be intentional. I hope that this episode has blessed you. If it has, let us know. Give us a five-star rating, write a review on wherever you listen to podcasts, and be sure to connect with us on social at Bold Faith Church and at Courage Molina. All right, until next week, love you.